1: Hello, friends. This is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Chuck Bryant, here. How Limousines Work from November 6, 2014. There's more to it than you think. It's not just a big, long car. Well, it kind of is, but there's more to it than that. Check it out How Limousines Work. Welcome to Stuff You Should Know, a production of iHeartRadio.
0: Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark with Charles W. Chuck Bryant and Jerome Jerry. Do we say your last name these days, Jerry? No, nah, we've never said it. Okay. She's like, keep it that way. Yeah. Jerome Jerry Blank. <laughs> yeah. Jerry Blank. That's a real person, right? No, she was on uh, Strangers with Candy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, man, I know that name. Yeah, that name sounds That was cool the like character, right?
0: yeah. 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 She really cleaned herself up and went on to become a spokesperson for Downey. Amy Sedaris? No, Jerry Blank.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: They're one and the same.
1: Yeah, I love Amy Sedaris. I like the Sedarises.
0: Yeah. Some people don't. Aren't they fighting? Oh, Amy and David? Like a lot of David and everybody else. I think he wrote like some New Yorker article about his dead sister. Their sister who I think... I can't remember what happened, but uh-huh. she, he wrote, like, a memoir about her in, I think, The New Yorker. They got mad. And had the rest of his family, like, called him out on, like, the inconsistencies and errors uh-huh. and, and facts. And Maybe they were
1: tired of it because all he's done is write about his family.
0: Yeah. I guess they're like, that's it, David. Yeah, no more.
1: We're done. <laughs> Cut us in or we're going to cause big trouble for you. <laughs>
0: I, I was about to do my David Sedaris impression. I thought about it for then a second. Then I realized, like, I don't do a David Sedaris impression. So
1: uh, I could, but, yeah, not
0: going to go there. So, limos. Yeah. At least some of the Sedaris's ride around in limousines. I bet they have. Uh, and I can guarantee they have. Because, Chuck, it turns out the definition of a limousine is way broader than yeah. you would think.
1: Yeah. it's it doesn't necessarily mean some super stretch.
0: No, but it can. Sure. Basically a limousine technically is any car with a roomier back seat than the average car. Yeah. And if you throw in a driver, you you there's nobody who's going to say that's not a limo. Yeah. You can be like yes it is. Yeah. And be right. Yeah, like
1: technically if you want to get a hire a town car to take you to the airport, mm-hmm. technically that's a
0: limousine. Yeah, you know the car services in New York? Sure. Those are limos. That's right. They have them here in Atlanta too. <laughs> Do they have a car service here in Atlanta? Yeah, are you kidding me? All I see are just the worst. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a special tag. Yeah. Did you know that Atlanta taxi drivers are the worst taxi drivers on the planet?
1: Um, Have you noticed? From experience, it's pretty bad, but I just Uber it now.
0: That's different. Yeah. That's different than the taxis. Oh,
1: no. That's what I'm saying. That's why I Uber it, because they're different than the taxis.
0: So bad. Yeah. Seriously, anybody who comes to Atlanta, if you make it out of Hartsfield, look around at the taxis and how they drive. Your mind will be scrambled. Yeah. It's crazy. I think cabbies are kind of like
1: that everywhere, though.
0: No, no. Like Very frequently, they are the best drivers in the entire city. They know where they're going. They don't just meander. They don't like drift into lanes. They don't drive See, super slow. I've had the opposite experience. Most, most cabs that I've been in, the, the driver was pretty great.
1: Usually when I'm in a cab in New York City, I wonder, is this the ride where we hit somebody or some other car?
0: Yes, but you don't, and they're going really fast. Yeah. In Atlanta, they drive 10 miles an hour and hit everything. They just <laughs> sideswipe everything. Slow and lousy. Come to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're talking limousines, man. Let's get back on track.
1: Yeah, I should say, too, I hate limousines. Like, I I love a good town car ride to or from an airport. Yeah. But as far as a a stretch limousine, I I just hate that whole thing.
0: Just a little kind of, hey,
1: look at me. Oh, it's just dumb. (laughs) It's longer, and it's got a bar. It's just, I don't know. I think the whole thing is stupid and, like, just part of that whole narcissistic culture that I despise. I gotcha. you. You know, I've got money, so I want it to be in a longer car with a TV in it.
0: Well, <laughs> for a very long time, if you wanted a TV in your car or a phone, yeah. your car better be double the size of the normal version of it. All right. I just had to get on my soapbox. Like if it's for
1: prom and you're all going in, like I get like a fun thing like that. But Or a fur bus. <laughs> rent the fur bus <laughs> for your niece's birthday mm-hmm. like we did. That was fun. What? You never done that?
0: No, I thought you were saying we rented it for my niece's birthday.
1: No, my niece's birthday. You weren't a part of it. This is my family. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't invited. Scott invited me. This is before I knew you, my friend. Um, Anyway, I can see the fun of it occasionally, but just as a means of transportation, I think it's pretty obnoxious. I gotcha. Especially those huge, huge, like Hummer stretches. (laughs) I just want it like to dematerialize those with my eyes. I wish I could shoot a a laser beam. And de- and expose the people within. Just all of a sudden, they're on the street yeah. with their bourbon and coke. What happened to my super
0: stretched summer? I wonder how you'd have to do that. So, like your <laughs> your laser beam eyes would have to just just Not kill get people. Like fiberglass, like destroy yeah. fiberglass and steel, yeah. and upholstery and rubber. Yeah. Yep. There you go. So. uh I think as we've stated, a limousine doesn't necessarily have to be what you hate. Yes. It can also be just a, a car that's driven by somebody where you've got a roomy back backseat yes. for the passenger. Nice big truck. But even before that, even if you want to say, wow, that's a broad definition, a limousine, man, let's go even further back and include clothing <laughs> as a limousine. In the definition of limousines.
1: That's right. Because I learned, as I imagine you did, the word limousine comes from Mm. a town in France called limousine. (laughs) (laughs) Or limousine. (laughs) We'd like to introduce our new Principal Skinner, Principal Seymour Skinner. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great one. (laughs) That is one of the all-time greats. Um, Yes, it was limousine without the E on the end. And like you said, the original limousine wasn't a car. It was... A uh, kind of like a little hooded raincoat that protected you.
0: Yeah, like Little Red Riding Hood wore a limousine. Yeah, it was yeah a hooded cloak, and it was invented in Limousin, France, and it became synonymous with Limousin, France, because they called it a limousine. That's right. Uh, so as people started um, building coaches mm-hmm. that protected the uh, the rider, the passenger from the elements. Uh-huh. They're like, wow, this is kind of like a hooded cloak in a really weird way. Yeah, a little bit of a stretch. Let's start calling these limousines.
1: Yeah, even if it was a a horse and Mm -hmm. carriage, um, the idea that you were not driving this carriage and you had a nice little comfy seat that's Mm -hmm. covered in the back, uh,
0: they called it a limousine. And very frequently, probably all the time is a better way to put it, um, the driver himself wasn't covered. Like, there was no. just the passengers that were covered. No,
1: you'll get rained on and like it.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you complain, we'll put you on the rack.
1: That's right. Driver. Uh, and this continued until the, they started building regular, as I think Jonathan Strickland wrote this, what he calls horseless carriages, very cheekily, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the automobile, mm-hmm. uh, and they called those limousines. And they started, like, very early on in New York City, they started, someone started a limousine service.
0: I think in the 20s. Yeah, 1920s is not too bad. Um and these cars the first early, the earliest limousines were basically built from the ground up. Like yeah. you you built a car with the intention of building a like a stretch longer car, a limousine as we understand it today. That's right. Um and it might not be like a stretched sedan, Yeah. some of the early limousines um, looked a lot like station wagons or like an old yeah. Model T station wagon. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, but very quickly, these companies figured out that it would be vastly easier to take an already manufactured car and stretch it, basically do a conversion. Yeah. And that became the tradition for a very long time, I think starting in the 20s.
1: Yeah, and uh, luxury cars, obviously, from the beginning were the prime targets because this is what rich people were used to having their fannies sit upon mm-hmm. while they were being driven around. So uh, Mercedes-Benz and Cadillacs and Fleetwoods and Barons, uh were all prime candidates. Uh, even the famed Bentley had a limousine, the Arma- Arnage that they made only 20 of. Did you look at that? It's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to admit. Yeah. For a non-limousine guy? Yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. That's a very nice car. Uh, you ever ridden in a Bentley for any reason? No. I haven't either. Now you can get a Chrysler that looks like a Bentley.
0: Was that the 300?
1: I don't know. I call. I
0: think it is the 300. I call them Fentleys. For some reason, um, John Varvatos had a 300 edition, limited that? edition. He's a clothing designer. Oh, yeah? And in the ad for his edition of the Chrysler 300, he, it's him and Iggy Pop just randomly. <laughs> Iggy Pop is in the ad with him. I guess they were getting wasted together that day that he had to film.
1: Did he have a shirt off,
0: Iggy? Pro- I probably. I can't remember. Yeah. You don't see him with a shirt that much. No.
1: Uh, he's very proud of his wiry, uh, muscular body. And I don't blame yeah. him. All right. I think we've wasted enough time. So let's, uh, <laughs> right after this break, talk about that limo conversion because to me, that's about the most interesting part of limousines.
0: Stuff you Listen to this. It's a game changer. Amazon is now in healthcare. Yes, Amazon. It's called Amazon One Medical. They offer same-day appointments, and if that's not convenient enough for you, they also have 24-7 virtual care.
1: Yeah, you know, imagine you're feeling so sick that even the thought of getting out of bed is just too much for you. With Amazon One Medical, you don't have to leave the house. Of course, what good is that if you then have to drag yourself to the pharmacy, but you don't have to do that either because of Amazon Pharmacy.
0: It makes a lot of sense. Delivering things fast is what Amazon is known for, and that's exactly what they do here. They'll deliver your prescriptions directly to your door. No waiting in pharmacy lines with people who probably all have something worse than whatever you're there for.
1: Again, this is a game changer. Thanks to Amazon Pharmacy and Amazon One Medical, healthcare just got less painful. Hey, everybody, summer is the perfect time for gathering with friends and family in the backyard to enjoy premium cuts of meat, fresh seasonal produce and more. And
0: of course, we're talking about Whole Foods Market. And speaking of that meat, you can fire up the grill with premium cuts of meat like no antibiotics ever beef New York strip steak and beautifully marbled boneless beef ribeye steak. Your grill will thank you.
1: And you can also grab-and-go. Whole Foods Market has grab-and-go favorites like packaged salads, appetizers, and sides. They're really perfect for bringing to any kind of potluck barbecue.
0: Yes, plus, don't forget dessert. Every gathering needs dessert. You can dig into limited-time seasonal pies from their experts in the bakery.
1: Or how about some adult beverages? You can always fill up that cooler with some summer beers, seltzers, sparkling wine, canned wines, and more. Must be 21+, plus, of course, and please drink responsibly.
0: So make Whole Foods Market your summer grilling destination. Stuff
1: All right, we're back, and we were talking about limo conversion. Like you said, early on, they used to build a limo to be a limo.
0: Yeah, like just some guy would build a car from the ground up, and he would build it extra long, and that's where the early limousines came from.
1: Yeah, it was a, a company called Arm Brewster. In 1928, were they Arkansas? It
0: was, uh, I think they're American. They are American. I don't remember if it's in Arkansas or not, but it was actually I found in a write-up on the company from like 1987. It says 1923 is when they built their first limousine. And that by at least 1926, they were doing conversions because there's a picture of an early stretch Buick that they made.
1: And they realized that conversions was where it was at. Right. Let's take an existing car, cut it in half, and stick something in the middle of those two pieces.
0: Right, because somebody else has gone to the trouble of building the engine, of designing like the dynamics, of yeah. figuring out how to put the tires where and all like, that stuff. Why do all that? Like, yeah, when you can just... Cut a car in half. Add more car. and Yeah, add more <laughs> car, and then, oh, bam, you have a stretch limousine. I had no idea they did it this way. No. When I read it the first time, I was like, surely. Right. He, just made a, he just made a horseless carriage joke. I know this uh-huh. must be a joke as well. No, that's how a lot of limousines are made. And it's funny you bring up the three hundred Chrysler 300. You uh-huh. said the one that looks like a Bentley. Um, because I saw, uh, um, I guess, a test of one of them. That was, like, Chrysler builds these 300 stretch limousines. Oh, they do? Yeah, so if you see a Chrysler 300M limousine, it was built by Chrysler most likely. Which
1: is very unique these days, right?
0: Yes, because for the most part, like you're saying, the industry standard is some company will get a hold of a Cadillac mm-hmm. or a Lincoln Town car, yeah. cut it in half, like you say, and then add to it, and there's your stretch limousine.
1: Yeah, uh the process goes a little something like this. Uh they strip that sounded like I was gonna sing it. In a song. <laughs> and a one. And a two. <laughs> they uh strip all the interior out. They protect everything that's in there, obviously. Uh Strickland says they use fire resistant paper on everything.
0: Yeah, which Okay.
1: Sure, why not? I guess you don't want it to catch on fire while you're doing it. <laughs>
0: right.
1: Um you're going to mount it on a set of rails that can be adjusted to get your car off the ground. Keep it all aligned properly, because when you're adding more car, you have to have it super aligned, and then
0: they cut the thing in two pieces. Yeah, and not lengthwise. No, no, that'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could make it a lot wider, but you you're looking for length. And maybe I'm... that's the new limousine, <laughs> <laughs> just, just like super, just super wide. wide. Yeah. Um. Apparently, the industry agrees that you typically can't go more than double the size, the original size of the car. Yeah. Um, other uh, after that, it's just probably not going to pass any safety test, which we'll talk about in a minute. But once the car is cut in half, hopefully you remember to put the the car on these rails that elevate it. Yeah, yeah. And that some of the rails are attached to a dolly so you can separate the car to the length you want. If not, you have to basically throw it away and start <laughs> over. <laughs> but so if you, you pull one, usually the rear back from the front. Yeah. And then you go and add um, rails, basically the extenders that, that are going to lengthen the car.
1: That's right. Uh, and like I said, your car is, is temporarily braced to keep it from twisting or moving around because right. you want it like to be super exact, obviously, because uh, if the front of your car is a half inch to the right from the rear of your car, <laughs> that's bad. you're in big trouble.
0: Um, you, then you're going to add what's called the floor plan or floor pan, sorry, and it's basically the floor of the limo which will later on become carpeted and upholstered and everything but for the time being it's just a piece of metal that is the floor of your new addition.
1: Yeah, and that is after you have done all the other boring stuff like extending the drive line and oh, yeah. making sure you have cuz you know your wiring's not long enough. Nothing is long enough. And you just have to...
0: No, because you just cut it in half. Yeah. Like and there's you, a huge
1: gap. You literally just have to extend all those parts. Right. Uh, you know, the brake line, all that boring stuff. You have to just extend all that stuff.
0: Yeah. I got excited about the floor pan. And no, that's ahead. right.
1: You stick in your floor pan
0: and then you... Well, hold on. I want to say something about the floor pan and the drive line. So okay. you've extended the powertrain. Yeah. Right? The thing that... That big thing that, like, powers <laughs> the back wheels. That no one knows what it is. Right. Yeah. But you've extended
1: that thing. Yeah, you just hear, like, powertrain warranty, and people are always like, what in the world's a powertrain?
0: That's like the the steering and the axles and the the, the thing that, that spins around and spins your rear axle and all that. That's your powertrain. <laughs> okay. It's true. So you have to add to that because you've just cut through it again. Sure. And then you add the floor pan uh, which is the floor of the limousine. Yeah. Um and do you remember that limousine fire from I think last year a couple of years ago?
1: Oh, that, they that were stuck killed inside. Killed the bride
0: to be yeah, on God. the San Mateo Bridge. Awful. Um apparently they the California Highway Patrol investigated it and ruled it an accident, but it was because the floor pan of the limousine that yeah. had been added later was up against the drivetrain and the friction no created enough heat and spark that apparently there was a crack in the floor pan, yeah. and that heat came up and caught the upholstery on fire, and that's where the fire came from. Wow. was from this modification that had taken place years before.
1: Well, which is one reason why uh, Cadillac doesn't want their name on that limo, let's say, because it has been modified by someone other than Cadillac.
0: Right, but Cadillac's name is still on the limo. As far as the U.S. government is concerned... Once you cut a car in half and extend it, you're the new manufacturer. Yeah, totally. Cadillac says, well, that's great. We've got a bunch of yahoos running around cutting our cars in half, making them longer. But if somebody sees it on the road or somebody sees a photo of it with the trunk burned out, yeah, our name's they still see on the it. Cadillac. So Cadillac and other companies like Ford have programs to basically certify, train, and go back and um, investigate uh The people who are doing these conversions.
1: Yeah, because we didn't mention, but when you make a car uh, substantially longer and heavier, you might have to modify the brakes. Some, you might have to modify how it turns. uh, You might have to reinforce the suspension or the frame itself because you can't just make a car 12 feet longer and expect it to behave the same way.
0: Right, exactly. Like The original stopping power was for the 12-foot car, not the 24-foot car. So you do have to do some modifications.
1: Yeah, but those companies are super smart to have official programs, I think, because every car, even if it is uh, modified later, has to, to be roadworthy, has to pass the Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standards.
0: That's right. Cadillac's program is called the Cadillac Master Coach Builder Program. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Ford has something called the Qualified Vehicle Modifier Program. And so basically they're saying hey, if you're going to be doing this and you can legally do this, we're going to make sure you do it right. That's right. Stuff know. Listen to this. It's a game changer. Amazon is now in healthcare. Yes, Amazon. It's called Amazon One Medical. They offer same-day appointments, and if that's not convenient enough for you, they also have 24-7 virtual care.
1: Yeah, you know, imagine you're feeling so sick that even the thought of getting out of bed is just too much for you. With Amazon One Medical, you don't have to leave the house. Of course, what good is that if you then have to drag yourself to the pharmacy, but you don't have to do that either because of Amazon Pharmacy.
0: It makes a lot of sense. Delivering things fast is what Amazon is known for, and that's exactly what they do here. They'll deliver your prescriptions directly to your door. No waiting in pharmacy lines with people who probably all have something worse than whatever you're there for. Again,
1: this is a game changer. Thanks to Amazon Pharmacy and Amazon One Medical, healthcare just got less painful. Hey, everybody. Summer is the perfect time for gathering with friends and family in the backyard to enjoy premium cuts of meat, fresh, seasonal produce, and more. And, of course,
0: we're talking about Whole Foods Market. And speaking of that meat, Can fire up the grill with premium cuts of meat like no antibiotics ever, beef New York strip steak and beautifully marbled boneless beef ribeye steak. Your grill will thank you.
1: And you can also grab and go. Whole Foods Market has grab and go favorites like packaged salads, appetizers and sides. They're really perfect for bringing to any kind of potluck barbecue.
0: Yes. Plus, don't forget dessert. Every gathering needs dessert. You can dig into limited time seasonal pies from their experts in the bakery.
1: Or how about some adult beverages? You can always fill up that cooler with some summer beers, seltzers, sparkling wine, canned wines, and more. Must be 21 plus, of course, and please drink responsibly.
0: So make Whole Foods market your summer grilling destination. Are you ready to revolutionize your customer experience? Then look no further than nice the global leader in Cloud CX software for self-service and agent-assisted customer interactions.
1: That's right. Imagine achieving lightning-fast customer resolutions, all thanks to the power, the unlimited scalability, and flexibility of one complete Cloud CX solution.
0: Yep, with NICE's cutting-edge CX1 platform, you can join thousands of organizations around the globe who are already transforming customer experience in the cloud. That's a pretty good company.
1: Yeah, but NICE is more than just a robust cloud CX platform. Its dedication to continuous innovation ensures that you're going to stay ahead of the competition. Get started by visiting NICE.com. Explore the world's most complete cloud-native customer experience platform, CX1. Just visit NICE.com. NICE, cloud-powered CX at scale i mm-hmm.
0: Find Altoids in the checkout aisle. Grab your tin today. Stuff you
1: All right, so we mentioned that the limo, generally speaking, even though they've gotten ridiculous these days, uh, shouldn't be more than twice as long as it originally was. Yeah. Uh, and since you can't get that much longer, what you can do... Is if you want to impress uh, people and get their business, is trick it out on the interior as much as possible. Yes, with you name it, man, and they've got it. Yeah, plasma TVs and hot tubs and bars and sound systems and like anything you can think of. It's it's a it's littered with. Neon and tacky things
0: <laughs> In my opinion Techie's the The right word I think Yeah Not uh, for me Did you see um, If you go to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Branson Have they, you been there? No I saw a picture Oh well, I was about to say I'm not I, I want to go to Branson Someday before <laughs> I die sure Yakov Smirnoff has a, His own place I there I Yeah I'm going Sure Yumi's gonna take me I'm Surprised that hasn't happened already. <laughs> I'm kind of quite too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been going other places, but um, in Branson, there's a 30 foot 1982 pink Cadillac stretch limousine. Yep, that has a, a heart shaped hot tub in the trunk area
1: that also has Josh's 40th
0: birthday written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This does. It might be a maybe, good time to go. Maybe 40th birthday present, yeah, would be the limo itself. Oh, like to own it, yeah, yeah. Just drive around Atlanta. That'd be awesome. Drive around anywhere. You could drive around Branson. It'd be fine. You've got like a hot tub (laughs) in your car.
1: Uh, I love how Strickland also points out, I don't know when this was written, most limos also have telephones installed (laughs) in case all 14 of your cell phones are broken.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I made note of that as well. All
1: right. There are some other considerations if you want to uh, drive a limo because you can be a private person and drive a limo. Just like hire yourself out. Or go work for some rich person.
0: Oh, I thought you meant, like, the kind of person who keeps to himself or herself.
1: No, no, no. I mean, you don't have to necessarily work for a limousine company. I got gotcha. you. You can just buy your limo and say, I'm I'm Chuck the limo driver. Right. You know? Or I want to work for... As long as you have the proper hat. That's right. You're fine. <laughs> and call yourself Bitterman. Yeah. Um, licensing, it depends on what state you're in. Uh, it depends wildly. Some states, you can... Don't need any kind of special license.
0: Some states just say, fill out this form. Sure. <laughs> Probably give us 50 bucks. Some say,
1: bring your limo. and uh, Although, how would you do that if you're not licensed?
0: I guess tow truck.
1: Yeah. Uh, get your limo here and, and take this test in your limo to make sure you can drive that behemoth.
0: Blindfolded. Blindfolded. It's part of the test.
1: So it all depends on what state you live in. Um, safety standards are the same for any other <laughs> car, like we said.
0: Yeah, and and the car that you bought to convert, already before you ever bought it, went through the the safety tests. Sure. But now that you've converted it, it has to go through safety tests again. Right. So they include things like crash tests, and if you're interested in that, there's limo crash tests on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Does it show rich people inside, like, (laughs) with their drinks flying around? (laughs) Man. What?
0: uh, You're not down with the 1%, are you?
1: No, I just uh, think a crash test dummy in an evening gown might look funny.
0: <laughs> That's so funny you say that because one of the ones, um, I guess it's some, is it Australian Fifth Gear maybe it seemed like? I don't know. Uh, it was pretty cheeky. They were clearly drunk in the on the show, but yeah. it was like, um, it was a limo crash test. And uh, they put their clothes, their evening gown and tux on crash test dummies. So, I mean, wow. yeah, you have to look up fifth gear limo, um, I guess limo crash test is what would bring it up. Huh. And, yeah, they're clearly drunk because they spend the first, like, three minutes <laughs> drinking <Yeah. laughs> and then mooning people out of the limo. What? And I'm like, where is this thing from? And I saw it was Australian. Oh, those wacky Aussies. But it's a pretty cool crash test because they have some great cameras set up and, like, yeah. they don't put seatbelts on the, on the dummies. Uh-huh. So, so it's, they're just flying around? Yeah, it's a pretty neat crash test. I do need to see that because that's exactly what I was describing. And there's another crash test, too. It's way more boring. It's just basically a series of still photos. Ugh. Which I guess you can make the case like that's what all videos are, but sure. this is like really slow still photos. <laughs> and hey, listen, I don't want to. We always
1: say, do what you want to do. I'm not going to poo poo <clears> if you want to go out and hire a limo and with your friends and drive around and get drunk and go to a bunch of bars. It's fine. You know, it's mm-hmm. just not, don't expect me to get in the car. Although, I would say the wine country limo is not
0: a bad idea. Get do have this?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. In fact, I think people in wine country aren't too happy about them, you know?
0: Oh, because it's like a party bus kind of thing? Yeah, basically. Like well, hey, man, if you like have wine tastings every five feet, I know. What do you expect? Yeah. The, everybody there seems very cool. Because you don't want to drink and drive. Oh, uh, We went when it was it was the off-season, so I'll bet everybody was a little like more mellow. Yeah. Because there weren't a bunch of tourists around. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: No, but you're right. The people that live in uh, wine country, Northern California, they're a nice laid-back lot. <laughs> they are fairly
0: <laughs> laid-back, I think is a good way to put it. Because they have the best job in the world.
1: Yeah. Um, we have the best job in the world. That's right. If we only made wine. Um, (laughs) I've
0: got some going (laughs) in the toilet. Some Pruno?
1: Yeah. Uh, Gas mileage is a big consideration because you're not going to get good gas mileage at all, and you may, as a company or an individual, have to pay an extra gas guzzler tax on each vehicle in your fleet on top
0: of that. It's basically like, you know how you pay a lot of money for gas? Well, now you have to pay even more money (laughs) because your thing uses up so much gas. Although Strickland mentions a... um, 32-foot stretch Hummer limo that a guy named uh, Sean Murphy, he misspelled his own name, <laughs> uh, on the Cool Fuel road trip, he, used a, he drove a Hummer limousine that ran on um, a bunch of different alternative fuels like oh, cool. biodiesel, methane, ethanol, vegetable oil, sugar. Wow. It could also use geothermal, solar, and wind energy. And he got the limo up to 75 miles an hour, which sounds illegal to me. Yeah. You should not be driving a thirty two foot anything <laughs> seventy five miles an hour.
1: I agree. Uh, if you are interested in owning your own limousine, uh, to be your own private little driver, it depends on what kind you get, of course. You may can get one like a Lincoln stretch
0: for thirty to forty grand.
1: Sure. Or you may pay three hundred thousand if you want that super stretched Hummer with the hot tub.
0: I have the impression that that th- thirty grand Lincoln stretch, like the hubcaps, come off when you take corners and stuff like that. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> and I also bet that the one of twenty Bentleys, yeah, go for way more than three hundred k each.
1: Do you ever see someone driving around in an old limo? Uh-huh. It's clear it's just their car, right? <laughs> and it's like a nineteen seventy two Caddy yep. limo. Yeah, it's pretty sweet.
0: It is sweet, but at the same time, it's like that's a really poor choice. Yeah, especially if like you're. You're on a tight budget. Right. If you live you, in a city with how much, tight streets. And, how much money <laughs> do you spend on gas? Yeah. You know? That's true. Uh, so that's what know, I shout to them out the window <laughs> whenever I pass someone like that.
1: Should we talk about presidential limousines a little bit? Yeah. Because I think those are kind of interesting. Um, they call it the Secret Seven in this great, uh, was it Popular Mechanics article? Yeah. Um, in 1939, the Sunshine Special, and up until this point, I think... Standard automobiles had been used to uh, drive presidents around and shuttle them. But in 1939, this is, we need something for the Secret Service. Yeah. And we have a president uh, in a wheelchair that, his name is Roosevelt, and, and he has certain considerations.
0: All right. Plus, at least one attempt has been made on his life already.
1: So we might want to think about adding a little more security to these cars. Yep. And that's exactly what they did. It was armored. Uh, the body was armored. It was built by uh, coach builders in Buffalo, New York, uh, had oversized hinge doors, I guess, to account for that enormous wheelchair that they had back then, and um, lots of armor plating, and even bulletproof glass um, in 1939, which is kind of impressive. Yeah.
0: It looks like Al Capone's car, if you ask me. It's pretty sweet. Uh, Then there's the 1950 Lincoln Cosmopolitan. Yeah. This is awesome. It was a Truman presidential um, limousine. Yeah. Um, and it was basically for every, with every new limousine that came along, um, there were new innovations It became heavier and, um, more armor plated and just safer. And this one came with a bubble top, um, because it was a convertible, but Truman realized that like if he had the top up when it was super safe, no one could see him. Right. So he had the bubble top installed, kind of like the Pope Mobile.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is that what it's like? I think so. All right. Um, and that one um, was retired to the Henry Ford Museum, mm-hmm. as was the Sunshine Special in Dearborn, Michigan. So if you've ever been there, you've probably seen a few of these yep. on display. Uh, Kennedy's famous car uh, that he was in on uh, November twenty second, 1963, when he was assassinated was a 1961 Lincoln Continental convertible, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was still safe. Um, Not with the top down, obviously. But they had certain safety uh, features built in. Um, They had a rear seat that was, well, this wasn't a safety feature, but they had a rear seat that could be raised and lowered to give uh, people a better view. They had a metal hoop behind the driver, uh, behind the driver's seat, so when the president's standing up, they can hold on to something. Yeah, Uh, But it was armored after his assassination with a permanent bulletproof hardtop and then left in the fleet, which really surprised me. <laughs> yeah. I would have thought they would have completely retired that car.
0: Or just given it to a museum or yeah. destroyed it or something. But, yeah, leaving it in the fleet, that's penny pension.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and that is in the Henry Ford Museum now as well. I'll bet. Uh, 1972, the Lincoln Continental uh, that President Ford and Reagan – the same car that they were both shuttled into after assassination attempts, famously.
0: Yeah, this 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 is the limousine that reminds me of like old Times Square in New York. Yeah, like where like you, Basket Case was set. You know, <laughs> like this is, I never saw that. The, it's worth seeing yeah. at least once, just to say you saw a Basket Case. Right. Yeah. Old CD Times Square.
1: Yeah, I got a, just a taste of that when I first started going to New York in the uh, in the nineties. Uh, there were there were still some peep shows and stuff around and it was just starting to be like uh Disneyfied as yeah, they said
0: I missed it entirely. No, yeah, you didn't miss much. But man alive, <laughs> you can go
1: to Red Lobster there now. I know, it's funny how people pine like remember when it was crappy and there was crime and drugs and Who prostitution everywhere. Says that. Oh, dude. I mean, New I Yorkers. can
0: understand being like yes, this corporate stuff is sure. is just dumb or whatever, but people are very nostalgic for
1: for old crappy Times Square. Huh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the 1983 Cadillac Fleetwood was used in the early 1980s. And uh, that one, one of those, <laughs> there was a pair of them, was used in the movie In the Line of Fire with Clint Eastwood.
0: Yeah. Pretty neat. Remember, he played the, the guy who didn't get to Kennedy in time when he was assassinated, haunted him.
1: Oh, was that his backstory?
0: Yeah, and John Malkovich was like a total weirdo. Sure, he was a, trying to kill the president, right? Who used a wooden gun. I, I don't remember, remember a lot deal. about that movie yeah, for some reason. Yeah, that's in a lot of detail, Josh. Then there's the Bush era yeah. Cadillac DeVille, which is, I mean, I associate that with Bush now that I'm looking at it. Yeah, it was a
1: GM, uh, oh, I'm sorry, it was a Cadillac DeVille, of course, but it was built on the frame of a GM <clears throat> SUV, supposedly. Smart. Yeah. Um, Five-inch thick armored doors, bulletproof glass so thick it blocks out parts of the light spectrum,
0: apparently. So everything looks blue, yeah, maybe from the inside, <laughs> and you go insane uh and it was rumored to feature a
1: what they called a self contained passenger compartment with its own secure air supply,
0: cool, so I guess just like a, a chamber to hide someone in inside there mm-hmm crazy and then lastly, check, the most recent one um came out in two thousand nine and it's a Cadillac too um and it came out, I guess, just in time for Obama's inauguration.
1: Yeah, and this one, they started to be a lot more secretive about... Um,
0: like, the how they're made?
1: Yeah, exactly. It makes sense. Um, but they have pretty good speculation that, you know, it's armor-plated underneath, all around. Um, they think it's diesel-powered, but they don't know for sure. And uh, good luck. Like, this thing is like a tank on wheels. Good luck penetrating
0: that Cadillac. Yes. You know? So, uh, there's one other thing I want to point out. If you are into limos, especially extreme limos, there's another popular mechanics um, article called Stretch It Out, 10 Extreme Limos that you sent.
1: Yeah, like Lamborghinis and stuff? Yeah,
0: Lamborghinis, monster trucks. And I looked it up. Apparently, there's a lot of monster truck limos. Yeah. I also found online a DeLorean limo. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah. It's worth looking at. Um, There's a semi limo. Yeah, that one is basically like a,
1: a large apartment on wheels. Yeah. Like you can have a party for 50 people. There's
0: multiple bars. Did you see inside? Uh-uh. It looks like an Applebee's on wheels. Oh, is it a fern bar? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like um, polished brass railings and like oh, wow. the carpeting and the upholstery. It looks like an Applebee's. It's very strange. Well, you can't account for good taste. It looks pretty sweet, though. Yeah? I'm sure that uh, anybody who... There's th- like three, three different lounges in there. Wow. Three?
1: And then uh,
0: a Mexican company converted a, I think a seven forty seven, no a seven twenty seven, into um, a, a a limo. Yeah, they took the wings off. There
1: are TV shows out there that you can view all these things, uh, extreme everything. Yeah. Oh, I'm
0: sure. I'm sure. There's also TV shows about the people who repo them. Yeah, too. Correct. <laughs> right. So if you want to know more about limos, you can start by typing that word in the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. And since I said that, it's time for listener mail.
1: Uh, I'm going to call this
0: funny homeless
1: story, if there is such a thing. Uh, This um, April has been working in New York City, but I gather that she is in Atlanta. She's just there for work for a period of time.
0: Dear Josh and Chuck, I miss the old Times Square.
1: (laughs) She she did say that. No, I'm kidding. Um, She talks about how she listens to us on the train there on her commute to New York City, and uh, she feels really bad for homeless people, but especially when she sees a homeless person with a dog. Um, She says, after passing uh, several homeless people in New York uh, people-dog combos this weekend, my grand plan is to stop at a pet store, get some dog food and treats, and have cash available for the next homeless pair... So I could help out and hopefully have a conversation with them to make them feel human for a little bit. This is... April, you're awesome, by the way. Yeah. Um, I bought my supplies. In two blocks from the store, I see a homeless man with a husky. And I think, perfect. Uh, One of my dogs is a husky, so I'm partial to them. After having a five-minute conversation with Michael, petting his dog, giving him dog food and some money for a nice meal... I get ready to leave, and I was about to walk away. He said, thanks for the dog food, but it's not my dog. I'm just watching it for someone in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Uh, I ultimately asked if the dog had a home and food. He said yes. <clears throat> so I asked if I could take the dog food back so I could give it to a dog in need. Uh, he agreed, and hopefully he was able to get a nice meal himself and appreciated my conversation and didn't think I was too crazy. Uh, I then went on to walk 30 blocks to my hotel with a relatively heavy bag of dog food, <laughs> without seeing another homeless pet. Good thing, because it didn't have any more cash for the person, and it probably would have been weird to give a person dog food, but nothing to help him or her. Um, Me and my bag of food will be walking around various New York City neighborhoods this weekend, though, because now it is my mission to help someone out. It's been a good little reminder for me to be thankful for what I have, especially as we approach winter up here. Uh, And that is from April Cummings.
0: That is very nice of you, April. Very
1: cool. I hope you find a, a... homeless dog in person that you can help out.
0: Yeah. Uh, If you want to share a story about how you're making the world a better place, we want to hear about it. You can uh, tweet it to us at SYSK Podcast. You can join us on Facebook.com slash StuffYouShouldKnow. You can send us an email to StuffPodcast at HowStuffWorks.com. And as always, join us at our home on the web, StuffYouShouldKnow.com. Stuff You Should Know
1: is a production of iHeartRadio. twenty to receive twenty dollars off your first month for listening to this podcast. Switch now at visible.com. For data management practices and additional terms, visit visible.com. The visible monthly rate is twenty five dollars per month.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Altoids because let's face it, unraveling the mysteries of the universe is tough work. But with Altoids, your breath will be stronger than a black hole's gravitational pole, more intense than an alien abduction